0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Raptors Over Everything Podcast. My name is Emmett Mann. Rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast feeds. YouTube, like, and subscribe there as well. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If you're watching, fun game. Much, much better than that previous game uh, the other night against the Orlando Magic. On a back-to-back, the Raptors really... Gutted out this victory against the Pacers 132, 131. As I mentioned, let's go through the key stats. And we start right at the top with Pascal Siakam 36 points, 10 rebounds, four assists. Just working. Everyone on the Pacers. And also the Raptors bench. They have scored the Pacers bench 31 to 20. And if you know the Raptors, you've been following this team, them shooting 83% from the line is a great number. So that is my, my third step, but let's start right from the end of this game because this was, man, it went right down to the wire. It was back and forth for the most part. The Pacers obviously got off to a really hot start in this one, but the Raptors chipped away and, you know, it went down to the wire and just looking at the mark of 123-116. And uh, there were a few possessions in that fourth quarter leading into like that final stretch there in crunch time where I was like, how are they not giving Pascal Siakam the ball? Like, just give him the ball and get out of the way because he was cooking every single person on the pages. There was no person who can guard him. And so why are we going away from what is working at a critical point when, again, it's 123-116, the game is sort of fading away from you and a couple of possessions are like, you're just not getting good shots either. And obviously, they went back to Pascal and he delivered. So he got a layup and then, you know, he was also able to, pass the ball. He was able to get uh, Dennis Schroeder a, a a three-pointer off a double, and then OG and Inobi on another possession. He's driving towards the rim. He kicks it out. OG hits a three, and that's how the Raptors were able to kind of close that gap and get into the true crunch time, like right down to the last uh, few seconds of this game. I want to mention uh, Jakob pertle for one particular play. At the two-minute mark, he was subbed out for Scotty Barnes, or he was subbed out for Gary Trent Jr., and Scotty Barnes moved to the five. But before the That happened. There was a possession where it was a pick and roll and the high pick and roll. And he had to go from the top of the key and he had to close out to the weak side corner. And he got there on Bruce Brown and he blocked that shot. That was the last thing he did in this game. That was a massive play. Whether that shot went in or not, the fact he did that, that was huge. He was one of their best players in this one, along with a few Raptors. Like I was on here yesterday Talking about the fact that no one really had that good of a game, but tonight, almost everyone did. I gotta say, every single person contributed in some capacity. Um, but looking at, let's talk like from the yeah, the 131, 129, the keeper play that happened. If you have been following this Raptor team, uh, like I said, you are aware of the play that they ran at. <laughs> at uh, at towards the end of the game where Scotty Barnes got his his dunk and, and one Miles Turner fouled him and I'm just bringing the play up to make sure I'm getting it all right here yeah so I sent this play out on Twitter because as soon as I saw it I mean like I knew this is the JV keeper play and it was a game back in 2018 where it's actually CJ Miles he's inbounding the ball and he inbounds it to you know Stelon Tunis, and the play is actually very similar to what the Raptors ran uh, tonight it was Pascal Siakam, in this case, inbounding the ball. He inbounds it to kind of the wing, and uh, it's faked off as a as a dribble handoff. But then Scotty Barnes, just like JV, he keeps it. He rolls to the basket, two dribbles, and he dunks it. And in both cases, the players got in ones. Now for JV, um, sorry, he did not get an and one. Um, The play was uh, it was ended up being a tie game at that point. And it was argued that he should have gotten an one, but he did not get the foul. And the Raptors went overtime in that game. But in this game, obviously, Scotty Barnes did get the and one. Um, Just an awesome play. And it worked to perfection. Scotty is like the person you'd want to do this with because of his brute physicality and how quickly he's able to shift gears and get towards the rim and also his ability to finish through contact at the basket. That was massive. Just a, a great move, a great play call by Darko. He had a couple of really nice play calls towards the, the end of this game, and that was that was awesome. But uh, you know, going forward in this one. Um, I mean, we got to look at the defense down the stretch from OG and Anobi on Tyrese Halliburton. Yes, Tyrese did have a couple of baskets down the stretch, but you cannot dismiss OG being able to get him off of his route towards the basket. I mean, Tyrese is still making shots. Like there was a play from Tyrese where he's driving towards the basket. He pump fakes, he steps through and off one leg, he hits this really acrobatic shot um, against OG. And again, there are more possessions down the stretch of this game where OG was challenged to keep up with, Tyrese, as he drove towards the basket, there was a a drive towards the left hand side, and on the on the more acrobatic side of things, you know, Tyrese trying to hit a, a shot with his right hand on the left side, and it didn't go because OG took him off his path and uh there was an, just more and more possessions where og i mean throughout this game and him and Jakob, they were having a hell of time trying to guard tyrese Halliburton and uh, miles turner and company in their pick and roll because it is so potent it is so lethal tyrese sees absolutely everything he's having a terrific season um and uh, they just kept on hustling and they kept on working. And also AG, OG had a, a drive towards the basket down the stretch of the game where he was able to get two free throws and um, he b- made both of them. So OG was terrific, especially down the stretch. He made a few really huge plays. And now obviously we have to get to the true crunch time. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's a one point game. And uh I mean, Gary gets the ball. Um, well, first off, before that, Pascal inbounds to Scotty, and he had just missed one of his two free throws. And I would have been comfortable with him taking the, the free throws personally because uh, I mean, Scotty, he's got a pretty good track record with making these kinds of kinds of shots. But he did throw a bomb to Gary Trent, and from the TV angle that we had, we did not know where the ball was going. And I was like, "Oh boy, where is this going?" <laughs> but thankfully Gary did catch it and obviously I mean what happened after is what happened like he's not shooting very well from the free throw line this season unfortunately and this was another case where he didn't uh, kind of deliver um i expect him to make those free throws i actually felt pretty confident with him going to the line in that situation because he notoriously is you know capable and and wants those kind types of types of shots but he missed both. And then obviously you're in scramble mode. Like you're trying to pick up, and uh, you know, Tyrese Halbert is coming down the court. And very smart play by Buddy Heald. He was along the wing, and Tyrese was driving towards him and buddy goes to the screen. He went flared out to the top of the key and we could argue, you know, should have OG should have switched out to buddy healed at the top of the key. Should Dennis try to get over there? Probably should have been OG. He should have, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's debatable. Like it, it, they probably had both had time to make that play, but obviously you're really worried about Tyrese Halberton because he is a damn good three point shooter as well. So it turned out that neither of them went there and, you know, buddy had a wide open, what, 31, 32 footer. And uh, thankfully, he missed it. Tough shot, makeable shot for him. Like he was on fire from three for, throughout this game, along with Tyrese Halliburton. Those guys combined it for what, like 64 points? Is that what it was? Yeah, 64 points. Um, it felt like those guys, like anything they shot was going to go in. So the Raptors pulled it out. Obviously, you know, a real nail biter, but it's good for them to win these kinds of games. It's good for them to go through these situations and just a hell of a performance like my I had so many issues with that last game against Orlando. It's not that they they lost. It's just the way they lost. They kind of got punked. That was the worst part. Um, And this was a different kind of. Mental toughness required because of the the scoring nature and just the physicality uh, of, of the game compared to the Orlando game, which was truly just like it was like a punch in your mouth sort of game. And you just had to kind of muscle up or you muscle down. And, and in that case, the Raptors didn't really uh, compare to the Orlando Magic. But in this one, I mean, the Raptors, they showed some real fight. Um, especially with offensively with their toughness. I mean, granted, yeah, the Pacers are a pretty easy team to to score against. They're first in offensive rating, and I believe they're last in defensive rating. So they barely got by, but they they got it done. Um, just looking at the rest of the game here, and right from the start of the game, obviously the Halliburton and Miles Turner pick and roll was a problem for the Raptors. Um, They were slicing and dicing. They were making things happen. Like I said, Tyrese Halliburton. It didn't matter how, which way he was going to do it. He was going to find the role man. And uh, Miles Turner had seven points in the first quarter. And it was when he checked out. That's when the Raptors kind of found a groove. And who found their groove? Well, it was Pascal Siakam. All right. So he scored three buckets back to back to back. And then he assisted on a couple more. And he kind of closed that gap. As I said earlier, it was like a 25-13 game. At one point in the first quarter, and Pascal was probably the feature part of them closing that gap. And then going into the second quarter, if you saw my video yesterday, I was not happy with the group that was sent out to start that second quarter. Obviously, we know that's that's usually a, a benched unit of some sort, but I was a lot happier with the group that we saw today. And uh, Grady Dick didn't play. Um, that was a DMP Achua was out with some knee soreness, I believe. And the group that they used, I mean, it was it was Malachi. It was Scotty. It was o g. It was Chris Boucher. Um, that lineup made things happen. I'll put it that way. They really made things happen. They were getting uh, good shots. and Malachi Flynn. We're going to get to more of what he contributed to to tonight's game in a second, but he had quick eight points in that second quarter, two threes and a layup, a couple of relocation, and then he attacked uh, Jane Smith um, off a closeout, and that was like a – these are good plays by Malachi. He just continues to find his confidence on the offensive end. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And, you know, from there, like, the starters were doing their thing. Uh, Dennis Schroeder had a great game. He was uh, really popping off from three. Uh, He was able to get downhill a lot. The Raptors' offense as a whole had a lot more cohesion to it. Um, they were able to get into some of those elbow actions. And a fun part again was that Scotty Barnes was featured more as a DHO hub, as a screener roller, as a pick and roll ball handler. And it was Yaka Purtle. We saw Yak and, and Scotty doing more pick and rolls, and we saw um Scotty, you know, running some DHOs with OG and Anobi. It's good that we're seeing Scotty being used in more ways, like it's great that he can move off ball and that he can also, you know work in the pick and roll as a ball handler, but he's also a great screener. He's also terrific in DHOs. And this is more ways in which you can use, you know, the uniqueness of Scotty Barnes's uh, skill set. He's just so good at so many things. It's, uh, it's a hell of a thing. And so this is a great way to kind of utilize all of those assets of, uh, of what he has to give. But it was also in that second quarter where the Raptors changed up their defense and how they were going to be approaching Tyrese Halliburton. And what it was is that they decided that, you know what, we're going to get Dennis Schroeder onto Buddy Heald And then from there, we're going to have all kinds of length to just switch these three-man actions that the Pacers roll out there. And so between OG, between Scotty, between Pascal, between Yak, they were switching everything. That way, they were negating some of those downhill rolling rolling threats that Tyrese was just carving them up with. And sometimes it was Yak out there on the perimeter, and he was guarding Tyrese Halliburton one-on-one. And hey, man, he held his own. It's not easy doing it out there. And if it wasn't him, maybe it was Scotty, maybe it was Pascal, but they were communicating on the backside. Maybe they were pre-switching some of the, some of the actions. And that's how they are able to negate some of, of Tyrese Halliburton's um, downhill penetration, some of his passing ability, but he still scored again, man, that's a, very very good player. He still kept on scoring. His three point shot has really developed. It's a little bit awkward to some degree, but he gets his arc um, obviously because of uh, where he he starts his uh, shot load from. And uh, he just kept on, keeps on finding ways to produce. So that's a again that's a really smart player, hell of a player, obviously. But that was like the key advantage the Raptors were able to get on the defensive end in that uh, pick and roll is that they were able to doing some of that switching, um, pre switching, and also getting Dennis Schroder off of Tyrese Albert and pushing him on to buddy healed. And you know sometimes they were able to get Dennis in some of those actions, but they were just very careful. They were smart. They were communicating. I love the communication from the, the bench as well. You could hear Scotty a lot. You could hear a lot of players on the Raptors bench. It felt like this was a game where after, you know, after yesterday's game against Orlando, where they were somewhat lifeless they came in with a lot of life and the bench was very vocal at multiple times. And that's always a good sign. That means, again, you're, you're seeing more cohesion from your team. You're seeing that you care about this. Another moment was Pascal Siakam drops to the ground after getting fouled. And um, it's not just Pascal Siakam. They're doing it for other players too, but it was, that was a moment where I saw four guys come over to come up and uh, and pick him up. Um yeah, they took a lot of pride in this game and, uh, it shows that, you know, they're still playing for their coach. They obviously still care about their season and they're able to move on quickly from that, uh, lifeless loss last night against the Orlando magic. So uh, that was obviously just like a good thing for their morale. And, uh, it's great that they were able to get rewarded for their effort tonight because they did work really hard. Every single player tonight had a, some sort of key contribution. So let's just go through some of the contributions that we're talking about. As I said, with Scotty Barnes, um, he was running pick and roll with yak. That was awesome. Love seeing that kind of stuff like Scotty, just being able to carve up defenses in his own way, right. With his size, with his length, with his ability to get downhill. Um, I love seeing that kind of stuff. He had this massive putback. Holy, I believe it was in the fourth quarter, just huge off of Gary Trent jr. Miss. And we saw more of Pascal and Scotty working their two man game. It was a post up from Pascal and it led to a, a kick out three, four, for Scotty. And then it was vice versa. It was Scotty in the in the paint, and then it was a kick out for Pascal, hitting his 1-3 of, of the game. Just more and more of this stuff. If we're having two players running DHOs and, uh, and screen and rolls, like with Jacob and, and, and Scotty, it's only going to be good things for the Raptors' offense. They were moving much better tonight, and uh, as long as they're able to obviously, you know, optimize the spacing between both of them and also the other three players. And that's going to be a challenge. But I just love the the, the intensity and their attention to detail in terms of just trying to make the spacing of the team and to keep their um, movement, their body movement happening. So that was awesome. And Jakob Purtle, like I said, man, he was working his tail off. In that third quarter especially, I mean, a lot of the players at, at various moments, they had their hands on their knees. They were struggling, right? But that man needed oxygen multiple times because I saw a sequence where he's like switching on to Halliburton on defense and he's setting, setting screens for Dennis and Scotty. Then he's working DHOs and he's trying to finish around the rim. And after all that, it was like, we're also talking about a game where, that had a frantic pace up and down nonstop. That's how it is with the Indiana Pacers and dude was gassed. Dude was done. Um, and not to mention him, but also OG and Nobi. like he was another man. He was, man, he was working throughout this game. Holy. Um, but uh I enjoyed these uh, a few of these plays down the stretch um, before Jakob did check out in the fourth quarter. They had him on the wing and uh, they ran an off-ball action where Scotty screened for Pascal and then he flashed towards the paint and Jakob found him under the rim for for a layup and then also a DHO between uh, Jakob and, and and Dennis where you know Dennis he was around the wing or so and then you had uh, Jakob on the opposite elbow and dennis was able to run into a dribble handoff and like obviously Jakob as that as dennis is taking the ball you kind of roll your body you make yourself wide a little bit to create that screen and dennis was able to get a lot of momentum going towards the basket and he just uses those rocket feet and he was able to get a layup so um a great game from Jakob another dude who just worked his ass off all night to get the Raptors the uh, this win Pascal Siakam, I mean, I'm not even sure where to start with him. He was fantastic. He was the engine throughout this game. When they were struggling, he was there. And that happened at various points. There was the first quarter I mentioned. There was another stretch in the in the third quarter where he, he scored six straight points. And also he was getting like um, an and one. And it felt like he was like absolutely out of gas. He had nothing left. He was like kind of walking down the court because he had nothing left. And all of a sudden... He just runs towards the rim. Scotty finds him for it, and one. And then he, there he is yelling, "Yeah, one!" For like the eleventh time in the game. Um, didn't matter who it was that he was guarding, that was trying to guard him. Um, Obi Toppin, Bruce Brown, whoever it was. And I had no idea. Like I didn't realize that actually Pascal is two hundred forty-five pounds at six eight, and Obi Toppin is six nine at two twenty. I looked this up because Pascal gave him a bump, and the dude moved like he moved him <laughs> and then obviously uh, Pasco ended up going into one of his uh, mid-range moves and, and hit the shot. So uh, Pascal, you know, at three different points of this game, um, he got them through a very difficult stretch and I'm just talking about the scoring aspect, not to mention like, you know, some of the defensive plays he, he made, he was like all over Benedict Matherin a couple of times. He didn't have a great game, Benedict, unfortunately. And also he uh, blocked Tyrese Halberton at the rim once and, you know, down the stretch Like I said earlier, man, he was just making plays. He was making plays. He was a steady force. Um, Pascal was terrific today. And we got to wrap up with Malachi Flynn. Man, oh man, just I love when he is this feisty version of himself. So I mentioned the, the eight points in the second quarter, but then, you know, later on, Fourth quarter, he gets a tough drive off a floater, and then he's able to corral, corral a loose ball, and eventually does again get a layup. And uh, the other thing right here, this is my my favorite part, is that as I mentioned, they're pre-switching a lot of the actions with Tyrese Haliburton and those pick and rolls. And it turned out that he was in the paint against Jaden Smith. Jaden's a big dude, and there was Malachi fronting him, denying him, not letting him get the ball. And the Pacers were trying to get it to him, and Malachi was like, "Nope, nope, I got Kyle Lowry in me." <laughs> You wouldn't let it happen. Uh, these are the things that I loved about Malachi when he was drafted, and he was also checked in at the at, towards the end of the game for Gary Trent Jr. on a few big defensive possessions. So Malachi, his stock is continues to rise. I mean, how good is, how consistent is he? Like, is he you know a solidified you know top seven player in the rotation? I don't know what what it is exactly, but I know that he keeps on playing well. And that's great to see, especially with everything he's dealt with in his NBA career uh, as a Raptor. He just keeps on getting better, keeps on getting more confident, Um, shots falling. And uh, loving seeing some of these drives toward the basket. Um, He's finishing in the paint. It's good stuff from him. Gary um, had a couple of big shots. Otto Porter Jr. only put 11 minutes, um, but uh, he had his one shot. And also, he's just doing the little things. Look at his plus minus. He was a plus 14. That's how it is with Otto Porter Jr. He comes in, and he's just an instant stabilizer. He makes things happen. Um, I thought he was actually promoting some cutting on the Raptors when he was in the lineup, you know, when things are getting a little bit stagnant at times. He was a person that uh, made that, you know, off-ball cut, that 45 cut, um, just got players moving. He was directing traffic at points, so he was terrific. And then Chris Boucher, again, intensity was terrific. Much uh, more stable on the defensive end tonight compared to the previous game against Orlando. So, uh, shouts to Chris. Um, good bench production from the Raptors. Like I said earlier on, they outscored the Pacers bench 31-20. to 20. So, the Raptors win. Good stuff. Much better feeling. I feel good right now, and I hope you do too. So, the Raptors win. We'll check in with you guys on Friday as the Raptors – continue their in-season tournament against the Chicago Bulls at home. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you later.
1: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable.